0: Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Queen's Stand Up Support Network Radio. Our purpose and intention is to create a non-judgment zone of support for the leaders and those working to be the change they want to see, where we increase our awareness regarding the experiences that manifest as we navigate through this adventure we call life. Increasing awareness allows us the opportunity to choose to align with the actions necessary to manifest the desired change. You give all of you every day, working to live on purpose. And now, we intend to give back to you by empowering you to tune into your souls. Let us pray. Almighty Divine Creator, as we grow from strength to strength, We give thanks for this day and the opportunity to expand our vibration as infinite choice makers. Thank you for showing us the way of healing. We are open to receive as we continue to align ourselves with peace. May our homes and hearts be forever filled and surrounded with happiness, healthiness, love, and forgiveness. As we live in the present moment, our most powerful point of being, in the name of the father, the mother, and the child, Amen Mut Kanshu, Ashe, so let it be. beautiful people, and welcome to the Queen's Stand-Up Show. Happy, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Yes. Uh, Last week, we were on talking about diet for divine connection. And uh, if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to the show, uh, go ahead and listen to the replay at queensstandup.com. But also, you should really check out the, the author's book, Margaret, Dr. Margaret Paul, she shares a lot of wisdom and insight about how the foods that we eat um, really affect our clarity, um, our ability to connect with our intuition um, because of how the foods we eat affect our nervous system, ultimately, when you think about it. So... Yeah, if you feel like you're having some challenges in terms of uh, getting clear, in terms of engaging in relaxation, um, finding your sense of peace, it could very well be related to the foods that you're eating or not eating. (laughs) So um, definitely check out that show. Uh, Visit uh, Margaret Paul's website, www.innerbonding.com I feel like last week we didn't because there were some glitches with blog talk um, we didn't really get to get to some of Margaret's message and about inner bonding and spending time connecting with yourself you know uh, processing your emotions and understanding where they're stemming from and you know just helping yourself to get through, and to the next level by feeling how you're feeling and then, um, you know, connecting with how you really would like to feel instead by using tools, okay? So definitely check out that show. And today, it it definitely leads into today's show uh, because, again, today we're talking about healing your life. Like, this is a big part of our our show is just understanding the healing journey uh that it is not a a set it and forget it type of a thing it's not something you can do you know just during you know during the week or on the weekend it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle that you adopt that helps your your life to flow better you know so just understanding that is really important because however we're living our life right now is creating the reality that we're experiencing. And so one of the biggest things that I got last week from Margaret's show was that we have to take responsibility for our feelings, right? And for how we show up in the world. Yeah, people and experiences can totally impact Um, or trigger and um, cultivate or, you know, make us aware of um, feelings and emotions that we have inside, but ultimately it's our responsibility to process those feelings and then to course correct, you know, to, to um, identify things that are not working in our lives and then to find the tools that help our lives to work better, and then to utilize those tools. That's our responsibility. And I feel like, you know, we really get to a point in our wellness journey when we do take our responsibility, and we um, stop being the victims in our lives. I'm not saying, you know, that we were not hurt. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there is not any pain um, that was triggered please understand. I'm just saying that no matter what, it's up to us to put our own ointment (laughs) on, if you will, on the scars. So um, the name of Margaret's book is Diet for Divine Connection, Beyond Junk Foods and Junk Thoughts to At-Will Spiritual Connection. And that's an important thing too, because a lot of times we're only thinking about like physical things that we can touch that affect us, right? People, places, um, and things. But we sometimes can forget about thoughts. And so before we get into today's show, I would like to say that um, we're breaking off, you know, Queen Standoff, um, Queen Standoff, (laughs) Queen's Stand Up um, is coming to its final show. And we are... Um, diving deep into a new direction that's not really necessarily totally new, like we touch on it a lot in our show, but we're diving into another direction that's specifically focused on being the expert on yourself. Uh, you might have heard me mention a couple of times uh, create our new workshop, The Subconscious Takeover, Become the Expert on You or Be the Expert on You Uh, That's a workshop that is currently available. You can check it out at creatingthehabitofwellness.com. But our show theme is going to transition into just that, focusing on how we can be the expert on ourselves, taking the responsibility for our wellness journey, um, understanding that our path, and that we all come here to experience something so that we can know it, and be the messenger for it. Uh, that is at least our belief, and that's what we. That's one of the ways that we cope with the things that we grow through is understanding that hey, this there was the purpose in this, you know. So, creating the habit of wellness. You can check it out. Currently, the workshop, the subconscious takeover, is available. Um, and the biggest thing that I can say about the workshop and the work. That we do, the practice is what I really like to call it—the practice um, that we engage in and cultivate—is that it's up to us. It's up to it's um, our responsibility. Okay. So uh, our show today is using stones to heal your life, and um, I'm still waiting for our guest to appear. So that's partially why I'm going deeper into this message, Um, but we've heard that diamonds are girls' best friends, right, Um, (laughs) but what I've found to be true through my personal experience and professional practice is that certain diamonds have the ability to heal us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and not only diamonds, but gemstones can as well, including rubies, emeralds, sapphires, and many more. They have purpose. Um, So our guest host today is a certified holistic nurse, Jennifer Marcenel. And when she arrives, she will be taking us on the journey of stones and how they heal our lives, how they can heal our lives because of their um, energetic vibrational code that's in them. So um, we're all energy vibrating at a certain frequency, a certain speed, if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are energy vibrating at a certain speed. We're moving at a certain pace. And you've probably seen this in your life um, as well. Like when you are doing a lot, you know, like maybe multitasking, trying to get a whole lot done, you're moving really fast throughout your day. Um you, certain things happen, right? There's a certain pattern that presents itself. There is a, um, certain, certain things come up. Like you may, uh, it may, when you're moving at a certain speed, you may, if you're multitasking, you may forget some things, you may, um, get a certain amount of things done, but not others, um, You may be able to focus more on, focus less on detail and more on functionality when you're at a certain speed, which they all have their purposes, right, when we're doing certain things. Um, When we slow down, right, in our lives, you can pay more attention to detail. So you're moving slower. You are not just functioning. You're actually um, taking time to understand maybe a little bit more and, That's a frequency, that's um, an energy, and you produce things differently. No good, no bad, Um, just different functions, different speeds for different functions in our lives. And so it's the same kind of thing with different stones and different healing modalities. They all vibrate at different frequencies for the different functions um, that they assist with. And so, um, stones people have been using stones uh, to heal themselves for centuries really have and some people find that they will they feel like they work and some people don't uh, they do work it just our level of awareness is different depending on where we are in our lives and depending on how our, how settled our minds are uh, that plays a big big role in it so the 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 level of speed that our minds are at will determine how sensitive we are to certain elements in life. So um, that's why people have been using a lot of meditation for healing to slow the mind down. Um, you may have heard of the different levels of state of consciousness from... Um, Alpha to Theta to Beta, you may have heard of those, and and those basically tell you what speed your mind is on, how fast your thoughts, in essence, how fast your thoughts are moving in your mind, how fast you're thinking, um, how fast the the thoughts are being triggered in your mind, and usually if we're operating at a really high Beta, uh, we may be experiencing lots of anxiety. Uh, people who experience anxiety, that's usually what happens. The thoughts are moving too fast, faster than they're able to actually process the information that's coming in. So it's overwhelming them, um, which can cause a, a number of issues. So using uh, this, this notion, this understanding, and learning how to slow your frequency down um, and connect with different states of consciousness, can help you to heal different aspects of your lives. Well, stones actually already, they have a set vibrational frequency, if you will. Yeah, they do. And depending on the type of stone that they are, so they can help you at different levels of your life. They have different functions. People are finding more and more about that uh, every day and tuning back into that. But even with that, with the stones, you know, like we're talk, I'm talking about functions, you know, I'm talking about the functions of different healing instruments, different tools in our lives for different purposes. Um, even experiences, you know, are purposeful. So, you know, they, they also are vibrating at a certain frequency. We tend to think of Matter material things like physical stuff that you can see as the only truth right it's it's what we can see but there matter comes from something right built off of atoms and and molecular structures particles that come together to create it and depending on how much energy and attention we're giving different atoms and thoughts and stuff they will produce an element they will produce something in the physical form and so um, experiences, even though they are – you can't necessarily quantify them with, you know, physically, they, they have purpose, and they are very much like matter, the properties of matter. They're actually at a higher level, um, but they're made up of certain elements, like a bunch of elements may come together to create an experience. People, places, and things can come together to create an experience. It's not physical necessarily, in the, but it's energetic, right, because of the vibe, you know, like you hear people say that a lot, that don't kill my vibe, or this is what my vibe is. Um, they're talking about all of the elements that are making up a feeling that they're having, right, a thought. So um, as it relates to the experiences that we grow through, they also come for a purpose. They come to ignite something within us, a wisdom, some wisdom, understanding about something. Uh, they come to ignite some learning. So I say all that because I I took a sneak peek to Miss Larns' message. And normally I don't, but I just happen to be... Um, looking down and when she sent it and I was re I got to read it a little bit and I was like wow it was different from her what she she understood the title to be because sometimes we have these topics and she's she can relate to them and sometimes she can't but this one it was different from what the actual um what we were actually talking about actual stones she was talking about what I just mentioned experiences um which can be stone-ish you know they can Feel like hard stones, they can feel like challenges, they can feel like all stones don't feel good. Um, and so she was mentioning that in her message about stones and using stones metaphorically, like, you know, like um, as an analogy. And it got me to thinking I'm like, yeah, yeah, some stones are not necessarily physical, they're experiences that create and stimulate feelings. Um, And generate certain thoughts. Well, all of this is on purpose. And a lot of times when we we go through things, we, we, you know, we are, um, it it can really frustrate us because it doesn't feel so good. But I saw a message. I'm going to let you listen to Miss Sandra's message in just a moment. But it correlates. This other message that I saw today, actually, it says everything changed. The day I decided that you are my lesson and not my enemy, that was really powerful for me. Um, It's an idea that I've been exploring and definitely understanding, like, you know, working to incorporate on my healing journey. Um, And the more I process and the more I slow my mind down and make peace, uh, with this whole experience and how, of life and how it all comes together, um, the more I'm able to utilize stones and experiences as lessons. Sometimes my mind, our mind can try to bring us back and say, yeah, but, but it wasn't right. It wasn't, you know, it, it was just wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. And if we stay there, we don't heal. We punish ourselves because we're triggering feelings with us that don't feel good inside of us. So a big part of our work and our practice in becoming an expert on ourselves is understanding that everything is on purpose and that things come through our lives and to our experience to teach us lessons, to help us to dig deeper, to help us to um, strengthen and to tap into our power ultimately, to learn things about ourselves that we didn't know and about life that we didn't know. And sometimes, yeah, it definitely has to come in a roundabout way, a way that you, you know, is less favorable, obviously, in some cases. Um, So, I, I, you know, when I was listening to her message, and and this is all, you know, full circle, it comes back to being an expert on ourselves, knowing what your triggers are, knowing the aspects of your lesson that are extremely painful, and then utilizing that to the best of your ability to level yourself up, right? Um, Because I found that even in writing, as a writer, the things that scare you the most are the most um, juiciest things that people want to read about. The things that scare you to write about the most things that scare you in life. They're the most exciting and enticing Um, because a lot of times they're things that are unexplored in everyday conversation um, and everyday social settings. So people write about stuff that's really controversial and intense just because of just that, because it's intense and people need to, to um, dissect it in bite sizable ways, so writing helps us to do that at our own pace and in our own way and exploring um, different subject matters it's easier to do when it's in art form you know so everything does have purpose and I feel like the more you you raise your spiritual vibration, the more you spend time in meditation and slow your mind down um, and um, get your processor at a speed that, uh, is, that still allows you to bring, come into a sense of peace, the more you can see and are less confused about the things that um, are intense. You know, the things that we look at in life as being should shouldn't have and, and wrongs and stuff like that. You, you get to when you get spiritual understanding about things, it's easier to process. For the human eye and the human heart and understanding, it's some things just, they just don't make sense. And we try to make sense of them with our minds. And, and that's what causes a lot of the, the dilemma um, with our, and the delay, if you will, in our healing process. So it doesn't look like um, Jen is going to come on. I'll try to reach out to her again, but I want to bring us to Ms. Sandra's moment of power um, where she talks about. Uh, how the stones of life can be also jewels, if you will. All right, let's take a listen. We're going to get right into it.
1: Good morning, queens and kings. Stone, hard, solid, non-metallic material, matter of which rock is made. So, as it is said, when life gives you lemons, make lemonades. Just as stones are heavy and can weigh you down, you can use those stones to build upon. Life can be challenging and sometimes you might not think you're going to make it through. But using stones to heal your life will strengthen you to make lemonade. The same stones that appear to be harmful because of the pain of that hard, solid material. Once you learn how to stand on those same stones... For strength will bounce off without any type of abrasions that will help to make you stronger. The hardness of the stones that you step on one at a time. Meditating on the lessons and gaining strength can help with your healing. As the stones pile up, you are putting all that negativity under your feet, which will allow you to step and stand taller because of the stones. Now, you are living on top of the world, which is where we all need to be in life. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah forty twenty nine. Be blessed and happy Sunday to all.
0: Wow. That was a really powerful message. Um, <laughs> so I got a few points there. And The points that I got were use the stones to build upon. That was one, that was the first one. And then the stones actually can help you with your healing. And then, you know, you can, and, and then it goes back to the building upon them because you, you can step on the stones um, to level up. You know, wow. I know, you know, a different. Points on our journey when we're so emotionally charged, um, we cannot. We can sometimes not see how we can utilize the stones to help us to to grow and to elevate. But she said it so eloquently, you know. I feel like it was just like um, that's a big part of our work, you know, and as. Um, Dr. Margaret was saying last week, the inner bonding process is, a, is our responsibility. Doing the work, like practicing, cultivating and using the tools, we, we, we're responsible for that. We're responsible for that. And that's ultimately what um, what she was saying, what Miss Sandra was saying is, you know, use those stones to help you to heal, to help you to grow, uh, and I thought I just, I, as much as, you know, um, things, certain things can pain us, there's no, there's no um, excuse for continuously showing up in the world as a victim or hurting other people. Uh, because we come here on purpose, and you, we have to do our work. Like, we, we have a responsibility to do our work. And um, so one of the biggest things, though, that happens to us on our journey is just mustering up the energy to do the work, you know, to practice the self-care, which is why I started a self-care campaign Um, You can go on to the website creatingthehabitofwellness.com and get your self-care T-shirt as a reminder for you and for those around you that self-care is such an important aspect of you being able to live on purpose. When you go through and you heal yourself and you do your work, you're able to show up more effectively in life without all the baggage. And you can get yourself to another level um, in life. And you can make everything that you experience null and void, in, you know, less significant than the actual blessing that comes from the storm. So that message for me was so powerful about using the stones to build upon. And, you know, at, when you're very in, in so much pain, you can't see it. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. And you may have to keep digging. And I, I, there was another message that I saw. You may have to fight a battle more than once. But the the point is that you're willing to do to fight. You know, you're willing to show up. You're willing to to do to, to practice. So, uh, I really wish our guest host would come on. Was going to come on today to talk about the using the stones because I'm not well versed in the power of the the stones and um, the actual stones. You know. Um, the healing stone uh, and I was looking forward to learning about it today but uh, what I am going to do is I'm going to go back and just revisit uh, what Dr. Margaret Paul was talking about in her text as I mentioned the name of her text was uh, the diet for divine connection and the the work that she was talking about was the inner bonding that was a big part of, of her message and you can f- find her books on innerbonding.com. So many jewels there. But I want to go over right now the, the, the inner bonding process. Um, the first step is being willing, willingness and responsibility. So she says we can't set out on a journey without the willingness to do so, without the willingness to do whatever it takes to heal. We won't engage in the task of evolving our souls in the ability to love, which is essential for divine connection. Along with high vibrancy through healthy eating, our vibrancy skyrockets when we are open to learning about loving ourselves and others. So when I think about that, and I think about self-love, and we think that it's a given, it's really not. It's a practice. And I found self-love through self-care, through the most simplest things. And you think, you know, many of us uh, have been caregivers, right? So you you have a lot of experience caring for other people. Children maybe, pets even, you know. Um, But what about you? There's something really sacred about spending time caring for yourself, you know, when nobody's around. A lot of times we, 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 we feel alone. People feel that, that loneliness feeling. And so you don't do some of your work when, um, when, when nobody's around. But I feel like the sacredness of self-care, you really invoke the spirit of self-care when you start to practice what you do for others on yourself when it's just you around. You send a message psychologically to yourself that you are important, you know? And, I mean, something as simple as cooking a meal for just you and having it and sitting down, having a fancy setup and everything for just you. I heard someone say the other day, oh, it's just me, so I'm I'm not going to make a big fuss. No, make a big fuss. Make a big fuss. Put out your fanciest china. You know, in, dine, you know, take yourself out to the fanciest restaurant. This is self-care. And this is psychologically telling yourself that you're worth it. Because before you can attract experiences in your life that, that exemplify that you're worth it and express and mirror that you're worth it, it has to come from within. You have to be treating yourself with that delicacy that you seek externally. It's true. <clears throat> And so some simplest things like that, like spending time um, lotioning yourself after the shower. People laugh at me when I say this all the time, but sometimes I see that we've rushed. I used to rush through my whole grooming process, maybe a little TMI, but hurry up putting on my lotion and all my stuff. I had all my stuff on, but it was just a rush, rush through type of a thing. I got to get out there and I got to serve the masses type of thing. And I said recently, I, well, maybe about a couple of years ago, I said, no, this is my sacred time that I get to be with me when nothing is demanding from me. I get to sit and receive. So I think it's really important to make those times that you spend with yourself super sacred. So I spend time, I put my lotion on, you know, massaging, giving your feet a nice massage, While you're doing it, you may not be able to do it every time, granted, right, because you got a a, a schedule. But the more that you take the time to do it, it sends a message energetically to your inner being that you value yourself and that you feel important to you. And then life begins to mirror that for you. Um, I, I used to always say, you know, and sometimes I have to catch myself. Nobody's listening or this, you know, in my book, I, I wrote uh, my first book that, you know, I was so bent on having people hear my heart and hear my story and hear my message and want, want, want. And, I, and one day my heart, when I was in a heart meditation, um, yoga exercise, yoga nidra, my heart spoke to me and it said, are you listening to you? Like, you're not, I'm telling you that I don't, I'm tired, you're pushing me you know, to the brink. This is what my, my my spiritual, my soul was saying to me, you know. I'm telling you that this person or that situation is not good for you. You're still entertaining it, you know. So you're not listening. It's not that externals are not listening. It's you. And <clears throat> that was like taking willingness and responsibility. That was the, That was a big one for me. So, you know, to me, that's how I found self-love is through the art of self-care. Just spending extra time making sure I'm in a good mental state, making sure that if I'm not feeling something, that I work to relieve myself of it. And unapologetically, you know, um, one of the sister queens, she always says, uh, Karen, she always says, you don't have to explain. And that's a notion that I appreciate that it does take some time for me to to do it. Like, I still catch myself explaining everything sometimes. And she just says, you don't have to explain. Your reason is your reason. That's it, you know? And that's something that's so simple. Um, sometimes we do want to explain, you know, to people we care about. Communication is important. It's key. But when it's something that you're doing for your own personal self-care, this is the way I received it. Um, you know, and you're not able to keep a commitment or you're not able to do something, just say, I can't do it. And that's it. You don't have to go into a whole big spiel unless you really, really feel like it, you know, and that was huge for me. So that was a big part of self-care. Um, I want to take a look. If you'd like to call in and chat with me, nine two nine We're going in a different direction um, <laughs> with this thing here. Oh, okay I got some here some feedback I don't know if you want if you want me to read this um say read it and I will I think this is just for us but um it's a characteristic oh you want me to read okay good so one of the sisters is listening chatting up with me and she said um over explaining herself is something that she does too and how does it make you feel you know, when you're over explaining yourself. It's kinda like you feel like you have to justify what you're doing. You know, I remember when I even took taking a break when I was saying I'm gonna take a vacation or I'm gonna do something. I was explaining myself <laughs> like said, so you don't have to explain, you deserve a break. You know, but for some reason I yeah, like a child, that's right. You feel like you like you you know, you this little kid and you've got to go through all of this explaining. I, I don't mean that you like I said, that communication is not key, but not at nauseum. Okay. So <clears throat> Hugh says, um, sometimes I just want to be rescued and carried through the process. I hear you, and there is nothing that's totally okay. Okay, so we're going to clear this up too. Um, She said, the exhaustion of constantly going through stuff and being expected to heal myself and deliver myself from it all is real. And that's why coaching is so effective.
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> as We mentioned on the show, I'm just going to pause for a second with her message. There's more. We mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago, or I did, that I was in a situation where I had called into um, GoDaddy to get some assistance with an issue that I was having. And the first representative just gave me the tools and said here. It's out of my job job description to hold your hand and walk you through it. Well, ordinarily, I'm really tech savvy. But for some reason, this was out of my scope. Like this was this was something I had a new I was exploring new territory that I hadn't done before. So my there were no um, brain synaptic that were connecting, you know, the neurons weren't synced up yet to that area of my brain because this was new content that I was learning, and so one of how my stress response showed up was heart palpitations, you know um, getting panicky, feeling a p- panic, like, oh my gosh, I got to figure this out. And so when this person said that they they it was out of their job description they weren't going to be able to help me with some new information, that triggered something. Abandonment in me. Like I'm trying to learn something here. Can you just show me? It wasn't in his job description. But my responsibility in that was to just crawl back and to get what I need in another way. He wasn't able to do it. Okay. So wasn't my thing was being a victim. I would have berated him and I would have been like, "You gotta help me with this or whatever have you." Gave him the business. But because I'm taking responsibility for my work, I said, okay. Can you please connect me with someone else? And um, he said he couldn't. But I called back in and I got someone else. Well, the second representative was very helpful. And we utilized the tools from the first representative. So the first representative, he told me where, what his bandwidth was. He wasn't able to help me any further. Okay? So, okay, he, he was very clear. He set a healthy boundary, which is good for him to do. It was, he had every right to do so. The second representative say, yeah, I can walk you through it. It's not in our job description. We really don't do this, but I'm going to go a little bit further because I see that you're feeling a little frustrated. You're a valued customer of ours, so I'm going to go ahead and help you and walk you through it. Huge difference, and it definitely relates to what Priyani is saying here. She says, you know, sometimes I just want to be rescued and carried through the process. So I want you to understand that using tools and having accountability partners and um, getting coached, it doesn't say that you're weak. It actually says that you're taking responsibility for your healing journey. It says that you recognize that you need a little bit of extra assistance in some area, and you're going to take that responsibility to get it. You're not going to let it stop you because you don't have the bandwidth there or because, you, you, you know, your neurons don't go through that part of the brain yet someone else can help you with the process. So it's totally good to do. Um, Because as she mentioned, she says, the exhaustion of constantly going through stuff and being expected to heal myself and deliver myself from it all is real. It can be exhausting trying to do it on your own sometimes. And you don't have to. Um, And I know that A big part of why people are um, so strong and they profess to be so strong is because of the conditioning that we have endured that we have to do everything alone. And maybe it was directly in our initial um, nurturing environment, but it's not always true. You can, sometimes you do need some help. And it's okay to get it not doing it for you, help. You gotta do your work. All right. So she goes on to say, but I understand that even thinking of it that way, thinking of it as constantly going through versus as versus as challenges that increase strength and ability to navigate challenges and change adds to the exhaustion. Ah. So she's saying it feels like sometimes you're starting back over at one. <laughs> when you're going through your journey, and it does, it feels like I thought I got over this, but no, there's different levels of it of the healing process, and you're building momentum on it. It's practice, that's why I don't call it work, I call it a
1: practice.
0: Yeah, you got to do some of the work, learning is the work, I feel. Right When you learn about the tools, you sit down and you do the classes, you read the books, but it's the practice that really um, embodies it and helps you to embody the lesson. The practice helps you to build energy momentum around experiencing the lesson, applying the techniques that you, that you um, learn in, when doing the work, so it's different. Okay. Um, You may have to repeat an experience a couple times or similar experiences a couple times to build the energy momentum, which is another way of saying the muscle around your learning. And it can feel exhausting, but I promise you, it's because practice is what solidifies understanding within us and knowing within us. So it's just like when you're developing a character in a story, you know you're when you're let's say practicing for a play, you get the 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 um the script of the character right, and you read it, you can read it verbatim, you know you've learned to read, so you can read right, and you read the script, but you still have to read the script several times to really memorize what the character's personality, their behavior, their choice of words, you have to practice it. Um, You also have to practice being the character so that people believe your part that you're playing in the play. It's the same type of thing when you are practicing a new way of being, a new state of consciousness. You've got to read that script over and over again. You've got to learn the mannerisms, the response, the response um, mechanisms of the person, the character in your new story. So, yeah, sometimes it's exhausting. And sometimes even to other people, it can be annoying, but it's a part of the journey. And so, yeah, you got to do the, the, you have to keep the practice going. <clears throat> so she goes on to say, so this sounds like a punishment to me. But as I, as I look at it initially. So I don't dwell, dwell on wanting to be rescued. Um, pushing myself to do the work is ongoing. Uh, but I'm worth it. Ha. Rescued. She rescued herself now. And I want to fulfill my purpose. So the work is mandatory. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes I note myself with this when I'm listening to this. You know, sometimes I feel like, why don't I? you just get over it? But she's showing herself some compassion here. And that's what you have to do. You have to show yourself some compassion and say, okay, even if you identify, because that's what happens a lot when we're doing the work and we're engaging in the practice. We notice when we didn't say the part right (laughs) a lot. We can notice when we didn't say the part right. And so um, when we get to a certain level on our healing journey, we can say, you know, we find the compassion for ourselves and say, okay, you just have to practice some more. That's it. You know, and and universe will give you another experience, another opportunity to practice your new state of consciousness, your new state of being. So, um, okay, let's see. Um, okay, looking to her two youngest children, she sees how dangerous rescuing people and not making them do the work can be. Yeah. So that's another thing. So, it there's a balance. There's a balance with all of this. You've gotta definitely do your work, right? You you definitely, and and it's it's good to have a team you know, to help you with the process. But some of it is you have to do when you're with yourself. And that's the game changer, I'm telling you. Because it leaves you detached. You're not um, dependent upon other people to show up for you to do your work. You become your own accountability person. You become your own best friend. And it's a beautiful place to be in because it leaves you in a place of not want, no want, you know, and they say that there's a passage in the Bible um, that's, that mentions that if anybody knows what I'm talking about, send me the message. I don't want to botch it up, but I feel like that's what it, it's talking about when it's telling, when it's saying that that place of being within yourself where you don't want for nothing because you have it within yourself and you you know how to use your tools and you believe that you're worthy enough to do the work to sit with yourself to dine with yourself, to treat yourself to nice things, not because someone else is going to see them, but because you're going to see them and you're going to appreciate it, to keep your home in a certain manner, not because guests are coming over, but because you're in the presence there and you like a nice environment. You're worthy of a nice environment. All of these things uh, depict how you feel about yourself. They They also impact your healing a lot, how you're able to heal. How you treat yourself greatly impacts your healing. Sometimes when we've experienced painful things, we treat ourselves like the painful things, like we're not worthy of doing the work. We're not worthy of spending the time with. That's a subconscious program that you can eliminate through the work and practice. Okay, so um, that's how I find self, self, my self-love, is through the art of self-care. And um, it does take, it, it's like anything else, it, you know, it, it, takes the, it takes practice. So she goes on to say, Q, she says, um, they have, and thank you for this message, you're really helping me with this dialogue today. They haven't been coddled, she's referring back to her children, per se, but they were definitely carried more than her eldest two children. So helping them to deal with their challenges on their own has been a huge ordeal. Uh, sometimes we do enable people thinking that we're helping them when we, when we, when we're holding their hand too much, you know? So there's a, a, a balance that we have to find. The example that I mentioned to you um, with the gentleman who said, you know, it wasn't in his job description to help me. That was one extreme. So there's one extreme and there's the other. That was like, he, he was very evasive, you know, like aggressive with me, to me, to me in his delivery. Um, just here, this is the information, take it, use it. Like you're an adult, figure it out. That's aggressive, right? That's one extreme. And then there's the person who's gonna do everything for you. That's the other extreme. Both of those extremes are enabling or ineffective. Um, the middle ground between that was the gentleman that I found on the phone. He said, what, you know, what are the tools that you have? He asked me to check my inventory. Okay. With coaching, that's what we do. We ask people to check their inventory so that they can, because why we're doing that is so that you can feel empowered so that you can understand that you have it within you. It builds your confidence. So he said, you know, let's, let's get you, know, get you to, to a place of calm. He didn't do all that. I, I had those tools within myself, but I was able to muster it up. But that's what it felt like. Um, and I got myself to a place of calm to make another phone call and, and, and connect with the other person. But then he didn't do it for me. He just helped me to do it. And that's really important when we're on our journey. When, if you're on a coach, a coach and you're helping people to heal – Um, Or if you're in a coaching situation, understanding that your coach is not going to do the work for you. They're going to hold the space to help you do the work, right? And then you're going to take the steps. So they help you to get clear. And then that clarity and that time that you spend getting clear is what's going to help you to take it to the next level and empower yourself to do your own work. So, um, and and Koyani, (laughs) okay. sorry, sis, (laughs) is expressing um, how um, the two methods that she used, how they showed up, you know, it makes it harder for people to be able to help themselves when we do too much for them. Um, But being in the process of my own self-care leaves no room to carry others. Um, So it makes people, it causes people to be accountable It forces them to do the work, just like I'm doing my work, you're going to have have to do your work um, to create the desired change uh, within the the people that she's connecting with. And her example can motivate them far better than rescuing them ever could. Absolutely, absolutely. Being the message definitely uh, motivates people. Sometimes we can't teach with our words, but actions definitely do speak on a vibrational level, too, because actions have a vibrational frequency. How we show up in the world leaves an energy imprint, and people, we're intuitive beings, so we feel that energy before we even understand what we're doing. So sometimes, you know, you'll see that people are um, modeling. um, Oh, Mommy's sending me the message. Thank you. Um, when people model the behavior, it's easier for us to repeat that, you know. Um, So here's the message. Sorry, mommy, I didn't know you was sending me. The specific passage is Philippians 4, 6 through 7, New International Version, which states, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I get that. I really do. I get that. So we have to do the work. Um, But I'm glad we had this show because, like I said, it leads us to uh, the next step on our journey. We're transitioning and changing our whole show's brand to Be the Expert on you. And we're going to be tapping into tools that we can use to help us to be responsible for our wellness journey. Um, we're going to be tapping into this inner bonding concept that was brought to us by Margaret Paul, taking responsibility for our journey, uh, finding peace within the challenging places, learning how to. Um, tap into the internal power, and taking our message, our purpose, to the next level. So finding the purpose in the pain. Um, We're also going to be, I'm going to be teaching a lot about uh, the stress responses and how they show up in life, whether it's through eating, and sleeping, or in in our relationships. I'm going to be talking a lot about how to create a systematic routine, um, to help for the purpose of allowing you to align your behavior with your intentions. So ultimately reaching your goals, enabling you to reach your goals, because there's so many times when we say we have goals and why don't we reach those goals? Well, for one reason is we have to develop the character in the, in the new story. You know, we have to define what that new character, who that new character is, how it shows up, their mannerisms, how they respond, and then we have to practice those things. So that's a little taste of what you'll get in there. Um, if you'd like to sign up for the workshop, <clears throat> you can do so at creatingthehabitofwellness.com, and um, it's a great workshop. Uh, you with the workshop, you get the, you get uh, the master. You you're invited to join the mastermind discussions once a month, and like anything else, you know you get what you put into it. You know you get the workbook as well so that you get that included. And um, it's an online platform, but, you know, you have the opportunity to just to sign up for the one-on-one coaching. A new revelation too, um, I will be opening up my, officially opening up my practice um, at a location on Thursdays in July. Um, so you can, if you prefer not to do online coaching or on the phone, um, I will be in officially in my office on Thursdays at uh, 565 Broad Hollow Road in um, Farmingdale, New York, on Thursdays. So you can schedule an appointment with me there uh, via the website. There's a lot of great work that's happening. And if you're ready to do, you know, really to, to show yourself that you're worthy of doing this work and give me an opportunity to share the infinite wisdom that the universe is Birthing through me, through my experiences and my own healing journey. Sign up for a free wellness accountability conversation. The first conversation is complimentary. Just open up the the discussion, you know, raise your state of consciousness and um, tap into your brilliance and let's do it together. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We're using the stones to heal your life. We flipped it. You know how we do here at Queen Stand-Up. We always know how to make it work. Happy Sunday to you all. Until next time, be well.
1: Today's show was such a blessing. Join us next Sunday, June 16th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss minimizing emotional baggage. Our guest host will be Anita Washington. To learn more about Anita, visit her website, At www.thatanitalive.com Until next time and always beautiful people, be blessed and queens, stand up.